Lord, as I speak the word to your people, Lord, I'm just thanking you again for being able to do this one more time, Lord, as I come before your people and I must decrease as you increase in me now, Lord. I say to you to have, have your way in your servant, Lord, not my will, but your will be done as I touch your word and lay over what you've prepared this meal for your people. I just say, have your way, Lord. Prepare their hearts right now to receive this word with gladness, Lord. And then not only be hearers of the word, but doers as well, Lord. Let this word saturate and bless them and become alive inside of them, Lord. I thank you again, Lord, for the opportunity to serve you in this way. It's a pleasure to serve you, Lord. And I give you all the glory and praise and honor one more time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, saints of God. Today, I want to talk about the nature of man in the flesh. Amen. And this just shows that we really need Jesus when we look at our nature in the flesh. Have you all ever heard of this hip hop group called Naughty by Nature? <laughs> they had the lyrics in one of their songs. It said this, it said, the reason we did the bad act wasn't that we hate you, but we naughty by nature. <laughs> that was one of their lyrics. It says, it's not that I hate you, I'm naughty by nature. And that's all of us. That describes all of us in the flesh. There's no good thing. We're naughty by nature because of flesh is in this fallen state because of Adam, what Adam done. <laughs> so it's our nature to do bad things, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. That's why God's will for us is to be led by the spirit and not our flesh, saints. And Jesus said it so eloquently. He said, the flesh is weak. <laughs> so I just wanna talk about our flesh so we can understand what we're dealing with and why we do some of the things that we do, amen. See, unfortunately, and fortunately, is two major events that happen. The unfortunate event is when Adam fell and threw mankind into sin. That was unfortunate. But the fortunate event is when Jesus died and paid the sin debt and freed us all. Amen. So to get around the dilemma of our sin nature, which is naughty flesh, we need the Savior. Amen. That's how we get around that. Because the scripture says, in our flesh dwells no good thing. <laughs> you got to realize that, saints. See, if you're led by your flesh, you will live a constant sin lifestyle with no forgiveness. Amen. But Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice to abolish our lifestyle of sin. Now we have a lifestyle in Christ. huh? We only just needed to do one thing. Just like Adam. We dump on Adam, but all he had to do was one thing. Not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's all Adam had to do, saints. 
All we need to do is just one thing today. Receive Jesus in our heart. Thank him for what he done for us. Ask him to come and live inside of you, to be your God, to sit on the throne of your heart, and then have a personal relationship with him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, we can't defeat the sin nature by ourselves. We need a savior. We need Jesus. Oh, the, the song just, the, 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 the I praise song was just so correct. We never would have made it. We can't make it without him, saints of God. We have to have a savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, sin and death is caused by the law. See, where there was no law, there was no sin. But as soon as the law came into, into be, what was the law? Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was just the one law he had. That was it. Amen. But let me show, let me show this to you in, uh, in Romans. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter four. Let me show you how sin and death was caused by the law. The scripture says in Romans chapter four, if you look at verse 15, it says, because the law worketh wrath for where no law is, there is no transgression. <laughs> See, because of what Jesus done for us on the cross, we are no longer saved under the law. <laughs> now we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus, through faith in what he done. <laughs> the law cannot save us. And we should be thankful for that because we can't do the law. Jesus didn't step out of heaven. God didn't come out of heaven to earth if we could do it ourselves. We needed him and we need him today in our lives. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus came to fulfill the law of saints. He didn't come to abolish it. He came to fulfill it. That's why we need him, because he's the only one that's ever fulfilled the law. None of us did it. And it's, and it's, and it's proven. And if you look at Matthew chapter 5, I'm going to read verse 17 to you. It says, Jesus is speaking here. It says, think not that I am come to destroy the law. See, he didn't come to destroy the law. People say, well, we don't live under the law anymore. We live under grace. That's true, but the law is still in, in effect. It still exists, amen. So he says, think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. He said, I didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. See, Jesus came here to fulfill the law, saints of God, because we couldn't do it. So when you invite Jesus into your life to dwell inside of you, he fulfills the law inside of you. It's not you. It's Christ in you that's doing the work. And man, when I learned this great truth, it freed me up. <laughs> you know, the Bible says you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Just knowing this truth right here takes the pressure off of you. Amen. Well, why do I do these silly things? Why do I mess up? <laughs> I know I invited Jesus in, but I still, it's still sometimes I just missed the mark. I'm going to show that to you today. <laughs> Amen. Because it's not you. 
See, it's Christ in you that's doing the work. Amen. But in your flesh, there's no good thing. We still live in these flesh bodies. And the flesh is naughty by nature because it's in a fallen state. <laughs> See, flesh has a sin nature, saints of God. Let's look at the scriptures and allow the world to give us some, some great understanding. So I went through these scriptures and the Lord poured out even more revelation as I was reading them. And I want to bless you with it, saints of God, so you can see and get the pressure off you. Amen. And put it on the Lord. That's why he said, cast your cares onto me because I care for you. He cares for us. Amen. But I want to show you something about our nature, how we are naughty by nature. Amen. So turn to Romans chapter seven, if you will. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And we're going to start with verse one. It says, know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law have dominion over a man as long as he liveth. <laughs> oh, Paul is speaking to his Hebrew brothers right now, and they know the law well. Amen. They knew the law of Moses. These Hebrews, they knew the law, but he was letting them know that they were required to keep the law their entire life. That's what he's saying to them, saints. He said, no, you're not, brethren, <laughs> how that the law have dominion over a man as long as he liveth. Everybody right now, just thank God for Jesus. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for that grace and mercy, because the law is in effect. That's what Paul is telling them. The law is in effect as long as you live. <laughs> Look at verse two. It says, for the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. Now here Paul is giving an earthly illustration of a heavenly truth. Paul is using the law of marriage, which God's will was to be until death do you part. Amen. So Paul is using that and saying to them that the law is in effect until you die. Amen. Just as marriage was supposed to be uh, for, your, for your entire life, until death do you part. Amen. So Jesus didn't come to abolish the law of saints. He came to fulfill it. And Paul is using this earthly illustration of marriage to show this to them. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse three. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Who? what a powerful parallel this is. Did you all catch that revelation? Can you see it? <laughs> All right, I'm going to show it to you. It said, if you live your life under the law and you sin, what do they call you? A sinner. Amen. <laughs> but if you live your life in Christ, who died for your sins, what do they call you? <laughs> A Christian. Amen. <laughs> See, you are free from the law of sin and death. Why? Because you are married to another man, Christ. Amen. 
Oh, you got to see this one, saints of God. That's powerful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He used this marriage uh, law, the law of marriage, to show us how, how the law, period, we are governed by it. But, but because we, we died, because it was a death that took place, Christ died for our sins, we're married to another one, so we no longer have to live under that law of sin and death. We married another man, just like if, if the husband dies and the wife is no longer under that law to him anymore, she can marry another man. Oh, he's making it plain using these earthly illustrations. Hallelujah, Lord. And he's not talking, this is not a, 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 a teaching on marriage because some use this and teach on marriage. Well, if you got a divorce and then you marry somebody, you're an adulterer and blah, 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 blah. This is not that teaching. Because if you remember when Jesus was talking to the people and telling them that God's plan for marriage was forever, they immediately told Jesus, wait, 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 Jesus. Moses said that if it was a case of adultery in the relationship, we can write a, 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 a written notice of divorce and be free. <laughs> oh, y'all better listen carefully on this one. And Jesus said, yes, Moses did say that because of the hardness of your heart. That was a law of Moses. You could do that. He said, but that never was the plan of my father. <laughs> my father's plan was for it to be forever. <laughs> oh, hear me, saints of God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse four. So it says, wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. <laughs> See, when you have faith in his son, God makes the believing sinner forever dead to the condemnation and the penalty of the law. Amen. We're dead to that. <laughs> Faith in Jesus is killed that in our lives. Shout hallelujah, saints to God. Hallelujah, Lord. See, we are married to Christ. We bring forth fruit unto God. And you know what that fruit is, saints? The fruit that we bring forth is a transformed life that manifests a new attitude, amen, and new actions led by the spirit of God. That's what we bring forth right now. <laughs> we dead to, to that life of sin and death. We no longer live under that, amen. Look at verse five. It says, for when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. See, when we was in our flesh, saints of God, the motion, that sin, which was caused by the law, we were breaking the law, it brought forth fruit unto death in our members. See, the mess we used to do was leading to death. That's what the scripture is saying. Look at verse six. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit 
and not in the oldness of the letter. Oh, saints, please hear this. We are not free to do what the law forbids. That's not what this is saying. It's saying we are free from the spiritual liabilities and the penalties of God's law. That's what we're free from. Amen. We are free from the punishment, but we still are capable of messing up. As we all know, we want to be, we want to be perfect when we receive Christ. We want to do everything right. But we in these flesh bodies and we still mess up. Oh, I'm trying to free somebody up today. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to get you free. See, in Christ, you're free. You're not under these penalties and punishments of the law anymore, even though you can still mess up. See, we're serving in the, in the newness of spirit, a new state of mind produced by the spirit of God to do what's right. That's what we have, saints of God. Look at verse seven. It says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Then it says, God forbid. Nay, no, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law has said, thou shall not covet. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See how we rationalize stuff in these flesh bodies. <laughs> Saints of God, he's saying it's the law. <laughs> Saints of God, hear me. The law is not sin. It just makes us aware of what's right and wrong. See, but he's saying, well, what is, is the law sin? And he said, no, God forbid, the law can't be sin. <laughs> but it makes us aware of sin, Saints. And Paul doesn't want us to conclude that the law itself was evil. <laughs> Amen. Let's look at verse eight. It says, but sin taking occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. Oh, yeah, I want you to see this one, saints. Some of us are in bondage because we still make mistakes. Huh? Don't be in bondage because you still make mistakes. You're still a Christian. You're still in Christ. Amen. You just keep letting your spirit lead you. Huh? The law is just simply making you aware, hey, I'm messing up. This is not right what I'm doing. Amen. But, but you don't have to pay those penalties anymore. Jesus Christ paid the penalty already. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at verse eight, it says, but sin taken occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence for without the law, sin was dead. Concupiscence means lust or a desire for things that are forbidden. See, that's what your flesh does. Sometimes your flesh lusts for things you should not be doing. <laughs> Even saved, because the flesh, it's not your flesh that got saved when you receive Christ, it was your spirit. And that spirit wants to lead you. The flesh, the flesh is, is a contrary to God. Amen. That's why I say the flesh is not your friend. It's not subject to God. And I preach that message, and I will preach it again, but do know the flesh is not subject to God, and we think everything is subject to God. Oh, no. What do you mean, Pastor? The flesh. But the scripture said the, the, the carnal mind, which is the fleshly mind, is not subject to God, neither can it be. Amen. So just know that, saints of God. It, it lusts for things that we shouldn't want to lust after. And this scripture is saying, 
I didn't have those desires before the law. <laughs> See, sin is in us, lying dormant, saying to God, waiting for an opportunity for someone to come along and tell us no. See, as soon as that law is made, no, you can't do that. It seems like you just want to do it. Amen. Because <laughs> it's in us. It's in our flesh. Our flesh is contaminated. When Adam fell, it contaminated us. Amen. Oh, I just want you to understand, saints of God, so you can get from under condemnation and give it to the Lord. He can deal with it. Believe me. Look at verse 9. It says, for I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. <laughs> oh, you all hear what he's saying here, saints? See, Adam lived sometime without the law. Amen? But then God gave him one law to obey. He told Adam, look, Adam, don't eat from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Huh? Because the day you do that, you will surely die. That was the only law he had. He could eat from any other tree, do whatever he wanted to do. He had one law to follow. Amen? And he failed and died. And that's what this scripture is saying. Huh? For I was alive without the law once upon a time, but when the commandment came, all of a sudden that dormant sin that was lying in him, it was revived and he died. Amen? That's what the scripture is saying, saints. So it's an example for us. Look at verse 10. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. <laughs> now think about it. God commanded him not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so he could live forever. <laughs> that's why, so that's why he said the commandment which was ordained to life, God gave him the commandment so he could live forever, not so he could die. Amen. <laughs> God wanted him that day to eat. And he, I mean, God warned him that day, saints that if he ate from that tree, he would surely die. And that's why this scripture is saying, I found to be unto death. What was meant for life ended up killing me. Oh, y'all better catch that revelation. <laughs> what was meant to keep me alive forever ended up killing me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. That's what he's saying here. Look at verse 11. For sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it slew me. See, sin can deceive and slay you, saints of God. I want you to see this. See, I learned this one thing about sin. I was talking to this older guy. He just passed away not too long ago, too. And he told me, he said, Rudy, you can only control sin before you do it. Oh, I want y'all to hear me on this. I said, what? He said, yeah, you can control sin before you do it. You know how you control sin before you do it? You just don't do it. You can control it. But after you commit the sin, things can happen beyond your control. <laughs> See, that's what the scripture says. Sin can take an occasion by the commandment and deceive you and slay you <laughs> after you do it. So, okay, let me give you an example. So, you know, you should not be having sex with this young lady, but you do it. And once you do that sin, a lot of things can happen. She can get pregnant. You can get a disease. Things can happen beyond your control. 
Amen. But if you were, but before you did it, you had control. Huh? But that's the only way you can have control is before you do it. Huh? After you do, after you commit that sin, you're out of control. You can go and rob a bank. Amen. Oh, that's wrong. Huh? But but before you rob that bank, if you talk to yourself and say, hey, you know what? I better not do that. Because I don't want to, I can't control what can happen afterwards. Afterwards, they can catch you and lock you up for life. Amen. Doing the robbery itself, you can get killed. Things are out of your control once you do it. That's what I'm trying to show you with this scripture right here. <laughs> See, sin can deceive you and slay you. Amen. And the only way you can control it is before you do it on the onset of it, post-sin. Before you, I mean, uh, pre-sin, before you do the sin. But after you do it, anything can happen, saints of God. Please remember, look at verse 12. Wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. <laughs> See, some think the law is evil because it brings out the sin in us. Amen. <laughs> we want to break the law. <laughs> the law produces lawbreakers. That's so true. But it's not true that the law is evil, but it reveals the evil in us. That's what the law does, saints of God. It's, the law is not evil, but it shows us how evil we are, how far away from God we are. It's our schoolmaster, as one of the scriptures says. It teaches us how our sinful our flesh is. But the, but the scripture is showing what the law is, what does it say? Wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. Amen. It's holy and just and good. Psalms verse 19, and, I mean, Psalms 19 and verse 7, and you don't have to go to it. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. See, the law is not evil. <laughs> It just, it just, it just shows us the evil that's in us. It reveals to us who we are. In 1 Timothy 1 and 8, and you don't have to go to that, it says, but we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. <laughs> See, the law is not evil. Amen. Look at verse 13 says, it says, what then that which is good made death unto me? <laughs> God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. <laughs> oh, saints of God, this is, this is looking at, uh, it said it might become exceeding sinful. This is speaking of the law, and it's asking, has then what is good become death? See, because sin is the cause of spiritual death, saints. It's not the good law. <laughs> the good law is not the cause of sinful, of spiritual death. It's the sin. Again, the law just reveals what's in the flesh. Amen. And we know, what did Jesus say? The flesh is weak. There is no good thing in the flesh. It's not your friend. Amen. <laughs> Don't team up with your flesh. Only thing, only thing you can do with your flesh is crucify it every day. 
Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Oh, here this says. See, the law reflects God's character. He said the law is spiritual. But then he said we sold under sin. That means sin no longer controls the whole man as with believers. See, a believer, sin is controlling that, that unbeliever, I should say. Unbelievers are controlled by sin. Amen. It holds captives our members because we live in these flesh bodies. Sin, see, contaminates, and it, it and it's it, it, it's it's it, it contaminates because because our flesh is weak, so it contaminates it's, it's it's contaminated, it's frustrated. Our inner desire to obey the will of God—that's what sin does. <laughs> see, our flesh and spirit are at war constantly, and you all know that. I mean, it says all throughout the scriptures, it's a war going on between the flesh and the spirit. Every day we wake up, it's a war. <laughs> huh? We got, we got to do a murder. I mean, remember I told y'all every day I do a murder. I know I got to kill my flesh because I know what it's capable of. <laughs> it, it has already proved to me what it can get me into. So I have to kill it. Amen. <laughs> The, the flesh is naughty by nature. It's contaminated, saints of God. Oh, I hope you all hearing me today. And we're sold under sin, saints. Let me show you the results. Look at verse 15. It says, for that which I do, I allow not. For that I, what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. Oh, everybody say amen to that. What a statement. Amen. He said that that he hates is what he does. Huh? <laughs> See, we, we, we don't like sin, but it's like it, it, it sneaks and creeps up on us. Huh? That's why Paul is saying, for that which I do, I allow not. <laughs> for what I would, that I do, I, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. We all hate sin. Amen. <laughs> He's saying, but I find myself doing it. That's what Paul is saying right here. <laughs> we want to do good, saints of God, all the time. But sometimes our flesh wears out and we do the things that we don't even approve of. That's what Paul is saying in the scripture. See, all mankind faces the same struggle because of our nature. huh? Our sin nature. We're naughty by nature. We are in these flesh bodies. I want to do good, but sometimes I'm bad because it's a war going on between the flesh and the spirit. That's why you got to murder that spirit every day. I mean, that flesh. Amen. You don't want it to win the battle because then you'll find yourself doing some things you don't even like. You'll be like, why did I do that? It was so stupid. The flesh won the battle that day. Uh, you let it, you, you, you let it come from under. <laughs> And when it comes from under, oh, it does all kinds of things. Amen. Look at verse 16. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Oh, you see what he said? He's saying, Paul is saying, when I do the bad thing, I realize even more how good the perfect law is. Huh? He said, I consent unto the law that is, that is good. 
huh? It is good because he realizes, man, I did that crazy thing and the law was, it was steering me against doing that. It really is good for me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. The world needs to hear this one, saints. You know, you can't tell them no. If you tell them no, they go crazy. <laughs> do as thou wilt. Do whatever I want to do. <laughs> there is no law. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's, let's defund the police. We don't want law. <laughs> oh, they need to hear this message today, saints of God. <laughs> the law is a good thing. Amen. <laughs> Without it, you, we want to abolish the law and just let them live any kind of way. Just think what they're doing with the law. Oh my God, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 17 says, now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I want you all to catch that. See, he realizes that it's not him doing it, but it's that sin nature that's in him doing it. His flesh nature, his naughty by nature. All them hip hop boys, they had it right. They said, I did that evil act. It wasn't because I hate you. I'm naughty by nature. I'm not. That's just in me. That's what they were telling us in their soul. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 18. It says, for I know that in me, that's in, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. There it goes, saints. That's the punchline right there. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. <laughs> See, the flesh, saints of God, is a hindrance to us. It has to be crucified for the spirit to reign over it. Amen. Even Jesus, remember, when he was facing that cruel death of the cross, remember what he said? He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. <laughs> In his spirit, he wanted to do the whole thing. Thank God he kept his flesh under and went all the way. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, that's a thank you, Jesus moment right there, saints. Let's just thank him again. Thank you, Jesus. He, he kept that flesh under and went all the way for us, thanks to God. But he let us know your spirit. See, when you, when you hook your spirit with the spirit of the Lord, it's willing but your flesh is still, we're still in these flesh bodies. That's why at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, this goes back to dirt, amen? And we're going to get some new glorified bodies that cannot die, amen? That don't have that contaminated, filthy sin nature, amen? We won't be living in that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, saints, let's look at 19. It says, for the good that I would would I do not? He keeps saying the same thing. But the evil which I would not, that I do. <laughs> oh, somebody being freed up right now. I can feel it in the spirit. <laughs> it's an understanding. Why do I do that? Wait, I just received Christ. I know Christ is dwelling in me. How did I do that foolish thing? For the good that I would, I do not. <laughs> but the evil which I would not, that I do. It's the sin nature of the flesh, saints of God. We're naughty by nature. The flesh, because it's in a fallen state, is thoroughly contaminated. Oh, I got to get you to see this one, saints. Look at verse 20. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Again, he's saying, 
I don't really want to do that, but it's that sin that's in me that's doing it. Huh? That flesh, that, that naughty by nature is making me do certain things that I know I shouldn't do. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, I, I'm getting this in my spirit, saints of God. I hope you all are getting this in your spirit. Look at verse 21. It says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. <laughs> Paul is saying, I got it now. It's a law that even when I do good, that sinful nature is still with me, even when I do good. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. Look at verse 22. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. See, we, we're happy with God's law when we're led by the spirit of God. Amen. That's what Paul is saying here. I delight in the law of God. And that law is after that inward man, not that the fleshly man. Huh? Your flesh, it don't care nothing about the law of God. It's not subject to it. It wants to do what it wants to do. And we seeing that in this world today. They making laws. Y'all just do whatever y'all want to do. Huh? It has nothing to do with the, with, the, with the scripture and the word of God. So, so bold to make a law that a man can marry a man. That's just so bold. You can't worship in the school. We taking that out. That's just bold. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 23, saints. It said, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. See, Paul is seeing it now, clearly. I see this other law in my members and it's warring against the law of my mind. That's the flesh and the spirit. They're warring all the time. Flesh say, no, I want to lead. The spirit say, no, I'm in control. Let me show you what's normal, how it should look inside of you. Inside of you, the right, this right hand I'm showing you is the spirit. And this left hand I'm showing you is the flesh. That's how you should look inside. I mean, let me show them to you so you can see them both. The flesh should be under the spirit. Amen. This is how you should look. If you look like this, they're even... You, you having that problem Paul was having right now. I want to do good, this hand, but, but bad somehow, I do the bad thing because you got them on an even plane. Don't have them on an even plane. Yes, you live in a flesh body. It's going to always be with you, but let it be like this. Let it be under your spirit. Let this be in control. Amen. <laughs> when you're like this, you're bipolar. You do what God tell you to do sometimes, and you do what your flesh tell you to do sometimes. That was me in the spirit. I'm telling, I'm preaching to myself right now. The Lord showed this to me. Oh, yeah, you bipolar. Huh? Yeah, you do what I tell you to do sometimes, and then you do what your flesh tell you to do sometimes. Oh, that's when I learned how to do that murder. Amen. I have to murder that flesh every day. Oh, thank you. How do you do that, man of God? How do you murder your flesh? Oh, several things you can do. Huh? One thing, get up and read your word of God. Oh, your flesh can't take it. I don't want to read that. I want to watch TV. I want to watch Scarface. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I don't feel like reading the word right now. Lord, have mercy. But that's how you, that's how you kill it. Huh? You subject it to, to the Lord. Amen. 
And then when, when it gets totally out of control, you fast it. Amen. Oh, that's how oh, that kill. Anything you don't feed will die. How do I kill my flesh? Don't feed it. Don't give it what it wants. <laughs> but if you keep feeding it, this is how it look. When you keep feeding the flesh, it, it grows. Now it's in control again. You got Christ in you, but you but your flesh is still controlling. That's out of order. Amen. <laughs> we got to kill it. You got to do that murder daily. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to read verse 19 again. No, I was on verse. I'm going to read verse uh, 23, where I just read that said, I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. See, he sees that fleshly law and it's warring against him, spirit, amen. Look at verse 24. It says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. He got it so right now. He realizes, hey, in this flesh, we're wretched. <laughs> we need a deliverer. We never could have made it without him, saints of God. Please hear me. <laughs> who should, he's asking, who shall deliver me from this body of this death? Huh? Because this death in this flesh body is death. Amen. It's going back to dirt. Amen. And then he's asking the question, who shall deliver me from it? Well, let's take a look. Look at verse 25. It says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. <laughs> so then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Please say, say amen to that, saints. Huh? With the mind that's in the spirit, with the mind of Christ, you learn how to serve the law of God. But with the flesh, you're going to serve the law of sin. <laughs> oh, saints of God, I just wanted to show that to you today. Amen. We thank God for the mind of Christ, that we can serve God. <laughs> See, the only thing we can do with our flesh is crucify it daily. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. We're in Christ now. We're new creatures. So we want to, we want to be led by the spirit of God, not the flesh. We live in this flesh body. It's like the world. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. We live in this flesh, but we're not of the flesh. We don't let it lead us. We walk by faith now and not by sight. See, the flesh is led by those, those uh, the senses, sight and sound and taste and hearing and touch. Amen. <laughs> That's how it leads our flesh. But we're not, we don't walk by those senses. We walk by faith in God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to read to you this last scripture, saints, and then we're going to pray. I want you all to look at Hebrews chapter 9 real quick. Hebrews 9 and verse 28 says this. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin until salvation. <laughs> oh, that's encouraging. 
we encourage with that one saying. So it says, so Christ once was once offered to bear the sins of many, but this is what I want you to notice. <laughs> Who did he appear to in the scripture? Who did Christ appear to? Well, if you look back at the scripture, it says, and unto them that look for him shall he appear. <laughs> Christ is going to appear to you as you're always looking for him. You're looking for what, what the way he would lead you. You're looking for what would Jesus do? What would he say? How would he lead me in this situation? You're always looking for that. That's when he's going to appear to you. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The, the ones who look for him will find him. Amen. Right now in this world situation, we're looking for him in more ways than one. Huh? We're looking for him more than just to crack that sky and come back and get his bride, which is us. But we're looking for him in every situation. That's why the Bible says, watch and pray. That's what we're doing today. We're watching. We're looking for Christ. What are we, what are we watching? We're looking for Christ in everything we do. And we're praying. Amen. Oh, Lord, I thank you. Thank you today for your word, Lord, which your word says in Psalms is good. Your word is good for us, Lord. It's not evil. Amen. We thank you for your word, Lord. We know that the words you speak to us are life, Lord. And we thank you for it, Lord. We know that your word can never return to you void. These words that you speak to us have to go out and produce what you would have them to produce. You said once when in, in, a, in a land of darkness, you said, let it be light. And there it was light, Lord. You begin to speak things right into existence and you still do that in our lives today. So we're grateful to you, Lord. We're thankful for your word. Your word is not evil, Lord. We don't look at it as that, Father. But we look at it as good, as blessed, as everything you said it is, Father. Thank you for your word in our lives, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit, Lord, that leads our spirit into all truth. Thank you for that, Lord. We just say hallelujah to you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Lord. I just want to pray for everybody on the line today. I speak health over you right now in the name of Jesus. If you're going through something today or anything is in your body that's unhealthy, that's hindering you, I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. That you walk in newness of life, just like the word says. I touch and agree with the word of God. And by his stripes, you are healed. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Whatever it is, put your hand on that thing. Whatever it is. Hallelujah, Lord. I lay my hand on the thing right now. Put your hand on that thing. As I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, that you walk in newness of life. Whatever's hindering you in your flesh, I rebuke it right now in Jesus' name, that you walk in newness of life. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We crucify that thing right now in Jesus' name. Anything that's hindering you from being led by your spirit, we 
you crucify it in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for showing us that we have to crucify our flesh daily, keep it under, for allowing us to see that we are naughty by nature. When men fail and in fallen state, it created in us sin nature. Thank you for revealing that to us, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thanks to God, when Adam and Eve were in that garden, they didn't know they were naked. They didn't know nothing about flesh. <laughs> they were walking around naked, not even knowing it. Amen. Until sin came and entered into the world. Then they realized, <laughs> we, we're naked. Then they begin to start hiding from God. Sin will make you hide from the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let God reign, live inside of you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And take control of that sin nature. Submit it to the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord forever. 